You're listening to episode 314 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Emily here, and I'm so excited that you are joining me today. I've got lots of great stuff planned around learning how to receive, how to open. And this actually really ties in a lot with gratitude and appreciation and all those things, being able to actually receive those things as well as give them, right? This is really big, but I wanted to quickly uh, go through just a few quick housekeeping things. So first up, there is a brand new free 15 page guide that I have created for you called where do we begin? Because I've gotten a lot of questions from a lot of people. This is all, I created this all based on feedback that I was getting from people about, okay, you know, this is great. We're learning all these things and, and doing the work and and all that. But, but how do we actually start? Like, where do we even start to really do this work? How do we start to understand ourselves better? So to have that translate into our relationships. So I created this 15 page guide for you that walks you through the the basic framework that I use with all of my clients. And there's some really powerful stuff in here that is absolutely going to shift things for you in a really big way. I'm so excited to be able to gift this to you. So go check it out. It's over in the show notes or it's over at uh, emilygoffcoaching.com. All that is over there for you. And additionally, I also have uh, several different ways to work with me coming up. So first of all, I am actually relaunching my my six-week women's group coaching program, Becoming You, sooner than expected because of my travel schedule. And this is what makes me laugh, is that most people have, you know, launches and and when they're doing things like planned way out in advance, I I tend to have a bit of squirrel brain. So when I say to you, I don't know when I'm launching something again, it's actually true. It could be six months. It could be two years. It could be next week. It all depends on whether I'm feeling it or not. And I'm feeling it because I'm just finishing up um, a round of Becoming You. And it has been so powerful, so powerful, so potent. These women have just seen massive transformations and I'm so proud of each and every one of them. And it's just incredible to witness and such an honor to, to lead. Um, so I'm really, really excited about this. Make sure to go check out the show notes. You can jump on the wait list over there where you're going to be, uh, rerunning it again in, uh, this June of 2022. If you're listening to this in real time, it'll be uh, at the end of June. So you can grab details over there and I'm launching a men's group coaching program in August, 2022. Go grab the wait list or interest list for that or send it over to a man that you know who you think would benefit from it because it is going to be incredible. I'm bringing in some awesome guest speakers for that one too. 
just amazing. And I've got multiple ways to work with me one-on-one -on -one now that I have switched up as well, including a little bit lower cost option where uh, we do Voxer or WhatsApp. Um, so like audio and uh, text message for one month, in addition to a one-time um, 60 minute coaching call at the beginning to really dig into things with you. And then you get me like a little BFF tucked in your back pocket that can coach you along the way. And we can, you don't have to worry about, you know, scheduling in like long coaching calls or anything like that. It's, it's this enormous convenience factor that's just so beneficial and people have been loving it. So go check that out. I've also got longer coaching containers too, like three and six month uh, containers, but I just wanted to update you because I haven't actually updated anyone on the podcast here for a while about all the things coming up. So I'm so pumped. There are a lot of things in the go and I can't wait to share all of them with you. Go over to roomtogrowpodcast.com for all of the information or check the show notes wherever you're listening to this and let's dive into today's episode. Today I'm calling you out. I think there are going to be some people that get called out on this episode and I am here for it. <laughs> I am excited because this, this shit, there was a time where this shit called me out hard and okay. I I'm just, I'm excited because if you are someone who loves identifying with, uh, who, who either loves identifying with, or often gets referred to as, you know, easygoing, low maintenance, like the cool one, right? I'm just sort of like, as I'm sitting here recording, I'm sort of just going with the flow. <laughs> Do you wear those labels like a badge of honor? Do you pride yourself on being low maintenance, right? The cool girl, the cool guy, the nice guy, you know, and any of those things. Or are they another way of describing you as someone with zero needs who flourishes while being ignored, right? Think about that because all those qualities can be great, but ask yourself, are they really true about you? If they are great, like, yes, some people do have just naturally very easygoing personalities or they are super low maintenance or, or anything like that. That's, that's great. Or have you trained yourself to not need much from others because you're either so used to being disappointed or afraid to be rejected? We have a culture of systemically minimizing our needs to preserve our vulnerability and try to prevent rejection. And I played that game for many years, trying to make sure that I needed less and less from others. And, and when, I, when I get the visual of that now, it's almost like I see myself shrinking, like getting smaller and smaller to take up less space, to you know, not ruffle fewer feathers to just kind of like, literally I'm, I'm like curling in, into myself, just even thinking about that. I played that game for so many years and I became more and more independent until I realized that I was actually pushing people away to make sure that I minimized the risks of getting hurt or disappointed. I didn't want to let people in far enough because that would make me vulnerable. When I actually first started um, dating the, the man that I ended up being in a relationship with for nine years, he, I, I think he came over to, to fix something for my mom or something one day. This was very early in our relationship, like within the, the, first, the first few months of our relationship. And my mom asked him the one day, like, like to come over and, and to fix something. And, and he was happy to do it. He, he, he loved doing stuff like that. But I got so mad at her. <laughs> 
for asking him to do that because I, I was like, mom, like, don't start depending on him. I'm like, I don't know how long he's going to stick around. I'm like, don't, don't depend on him. Don't start, don't start feeling like he's going to stick around because I don't know if he is. And I, I don't want to be dependent on him in any way. And I have to tell you that that attitude of I've got this doesn't leave room for anyone to show up for you. It doesn't allow another person to step up and take care of things because we aren't even open to receiving it. It's, it's, I've used the same before, but it's, you know, the, the closed palm versus an open, sorry, no, I got that wrong. Open palm versus closed fist. That's what I meant. And sometimes this is a balancing act. And, and I'm still sometimes learning how to find the middle of this, you know, between the balancing act between opening up to someone to receive and still maintaining the independence that I hold so dear. And it's a practice in learning to open up and surrender more. It's a practice in learning to accept help and love when it's offered so generously. And it's a practice in receiving and recognizing that maybe I don't have to do every single thing for myself. No one is an island and, and none of us do life alone without the support of others. And, and denying your needs is actually dishonest to those around you and worst of all, to yourself. We have to be open to receiving what life is offering us and to what those around you want to gift you. And if that feels really, really hard, I, first of all, I completely understand. I totally get it. So I suggest start, starting with something as seemingly simple as accepting a compliment without feeling the need to scoff when it's given or without feeling obligated to return a compliment to offset the one given to you. Because receiving doesn't mean you have an expectation of something being given. It means you're delighted when it arrives. So when I'm talking about the, the compliment example, so many of us do this. And, and again, I have absolutely been the person to do this where somebody will give us a compliment and uh, let's just say, I don't know, somebody likes my outfit or something. So they, they tell me that, that, um, that they like my outfit. And I'm like, oh, pff, like this is so old. Like, thank you. But, you know, it's super old. I, I got it on sale. How many women have done this? Women in particular, if somebody says that they like like an article of clothing or a purse or something that we have, we usually almost feel the need to justify how little we paid for it, like, like how much of a deal we got on it to justify having something cute or nice, right? Or sometimes somebody can give us a compliment and we then almost have this instantaneous panic moment where we're like, oh shit, I need to compliment them then too in order to, to offset it. So if somebody uh, says to, to you, oh, I love your hair, and you're like, oh, thanks, I love yours too. <laughs> How many of us have done this, right? And I, you know, if, if you genuinely want to compliment them on something, of course, do so. Like everyone loves a compliment that's beautiful. You can make somebody's day doing that. But also practice simply receiving. The act of receiving and opening to actually feel the words and, and the um, hopefully very genuine intention behind those words, the kindness behind those words. I actually have a particular friend who is so giving to me, so generous in so many different ways. And it, it has been a journey in learning to receive from this particular friend. But what's interesting is that as I have started to open more to receive from them, 
it has allowed me to transfer those skills because I, I literally feel like they're, they're it, receiving is like a skill set at this point. I, I never thought that I would say that, but I, I truly feel like receiving, learning to receive gracefully is a skill set. And, and the skills that I have started to learn by accepting generosity in a variety of different ways from this particular friend has started transferring into all of my other relationships. And it's beautiful. It's really beautiful to allow yourself to open to be cared for in a particular way or to be complimented or to be treated generously, even if it's just, you know, like like words or conversations like this. I, I'm not necessarily talking about like it can be an exchange of, of money somehow, you know, if somebody like gives you something, a financial gift of some kind, but receiving comes in every different form. Like there are so many different forms here. And the other part of this conversation is learning to communicate to ask for what you want because you're a grown-ass adult. Got some news for you. In case you didn't know, (laughs) you are a fucking grown-ass adult. Start behaving like one. Why are you so afraid to ask for what you want? These are the questions I want you to ask yourself. Like, has it occurred to you that if you aren't willing to ask for the thing that you want, then maybe you aren't actually prepared to receive whatever it is you're looking to ask for. I've been in relationships before where I'll ask my partner what's wrong. Maybe they're just, I don't know, they get a weird expression on their face or in the past or, or they, they would just be kind of grumpy about something or something like that. And I would ask them like, oh, what, you know, what's, what's wrong? And then I would take it personally and assume that it's me no matter what they responded with. Even if they responded with something completely different, there would still be a part of me that would be like, oh shit, like I must have done something wrong. I have learned from that. <laughs> I have since been in relationships where I'll ask what's wrong, but I will only ask once. And then I assume that if they have something to tell me, they will also be a grown ass human and they'll tell me. And I will be there to support them if they're willing to communicate, but I can't read their minds and I'm not going to try. This is the kind of adjustment that we need to be making. And this also comes down to the the three things I often talk about, standards, boundaries, and expectations. And and how important those things are in our relationships. I'll reference a a podcast episode I did all about that that you can go check out. But standards, I'll just kind of um, touch on the standards part. Standards are sort of just the, the minimum required bar that people need to meet to even be considered to be uh, acceptable to join our lives in some, in, in, in really like any capacity. And standards, at least my standards have changed over the years significantly. And it's so refreshing that the people I surround myself, myself with will tell me what's on their mind because that's part of trust and honesty. If something is wrong, I can trust them to tell me that something is wrong whether it's about me or whether it's about something else. And if they're not ready to talk about it yet, no matter what it is that they're having an issue with, they'll talk to me when they're ready. And honestly, you know what's not sexy? Having to treat people around you like small children and parenting them and, and you know, coaxing them or convincing them to, to communicate with you. I was in a relationship like that for years and I learned so much from it. And, and moreover, if you find yourself always ending up in the parenting type of role, or if you enjoy playing that role on a regular basis in your relationships, it means that there are some parts of you that may need to be worked on so that you don't need that kind of validation within a relationship. There are a lot of times where 
I find um, if we're speaking heterosexually, often women will feel like they end up in the parenting role. And there are a lot of layers to that that are, it, that's its own podcast episode. If, if we start down that rabbit hole today, we'll be here for another hour and a half minimum. <laughs> so I'm not going to go into that today, but I will just say that if you find yourself constantly ending up in that role, just be aware that that isn't, that, that you hold responsibility with that just as much as the other person. And that dynamic can absolutely be shifted um, especially as long as, you know, both parties are willing to put in the work. But that dynamic can absolutely be shifted. But only if you take responsibility for your part in helping to have created that dynamic. And really, if somebody is going to beat around the bush hoping to feel you out or like wait for you to coddle and cajole them into pulling what's on their mind out of them, then they're maybe not mature enough for real communication. But then the same goes for you, too. Like if somebody asks you what's wrong, if you're having a hard time and you don't want to tell them for a variety of, of reasons, just make sure you're clear on what those reasons are and that, that then you're not just like pouting because you want them to try harder to pull it out of you. That's something to really be aware of. And listen, we've, we've all been there. Like we've all, we've all had that experience. It's just a, a matter of really noticing as some of these patterns come up. But all of this relates to being open to receiving. Being open to receiving, being open to communication, being open to um, just, just receiving generously in so many different ways without blocking people. And that's why I wanted to bring the communication aspect into it as well and like asking for what you want. Also making sure like ask for what you want in the bedroom too. I also did an entire podcast episode about that with my dear friend Sarah Silverstein. There is a lot of layers here. And sometimes if you feel like you're not getting what you want in the bedroom, are you asking for what you want? Do you even know what you want? Do you know what you like? Do you know your way around your own body so that you can then help direct someone else to help you experience pleasure so that you can receive it? There's a lot of layers here, a lot of layers. So I would love to hear your experiences around receiving and asking for what you want. And if this one hit you in the feels, <laughs> let me know. I'd love to hear it because when I, when I like initially wrote this, I wrote it for me. Like <laughs> I legitimately wrote it for me. And, and there was a time where like I needed someone else to punch me in the face with these words. So trust me, I've absolutely been there. <laughs> and it's, it's incredible to me to see how much I have evolved and I still have so much more to do in terms of being open to receiving. But if you can start to allow yourself to receive, especially from people that you trust, that's gonna be a really beautiful avenue to open you up and expand you into all of these other ways of being able to receive within your relationships, okay? So please share this with somebody who needs to hear it and thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me and I'm so grateful. 
For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you. Oh,